Thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Community Church Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe and then rate and review so that more people can find the conversation. Well, today marks the beginning of a new change to the podcast. Starting with this episode going forward, there's going to be a new co-host on our interview episodes. The Ridge Arts Director, Nate, is joining me, and I'm super excited about this. I found Nate to be super thoughtful in the way that he listens and asks questions, and he's a pretty fun guy too, so uh, it'll be fun to connect with him as we chat about these things. So make sure to stick around until after the interview, where Nate and I will chat about the conversation and see what insights we could gain from it. Which brings us to today's guest, Tyler Volkers, the Director of Ridge Families and Online Campus Pastor at the Ridge. We chat with Tyler about his journey to not just get healthy physically, but to pursue health in all the different areas of his life. So he shares some great practical stuff that you can apply today. This is our conversation with Tyler. Well, hey, Tyler, I want to get to you in one second. But first, I got to introduce, we got a co-host today, Mr. Nate. How's it going, man? Hello, hello. It's good, man. (laughs) Good to be back. Good to be with you. Yeah, so Nate's Nate's joining the podcast as a co-host and our very first guest, Tyler. How's it going, man? It's going great. Hey, welcome, Nate, co-host. Love it. So Wouldn't have it any other way. You had to be (laughs) first, Tyler. Oh, wow. Well, (laughs) we'll set the bar low and everyone else can just jump right over. (laughs) I appreciate that. That's very very selfless, Tyler. I appreciate that. (laughs) Being a team that gives, I mean, hey... You know, your Bears, they pulled out a win. Hey, okay, so Nate, I can't remember. Are you are you a Bears fan as well? Wow. People just Nate, Nate is off nodding his, his hand head head for those who are yes. listening to the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, everyone. Uh, we saw a nod. But uh actually, fun fact, Nate, Nate and I came from the same area code, um, and which is the Rockford side of uh Illinois. But uh he nodded yes to the Bears fan. Eight one five, so. baby. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So some some radio lessons coming in right away for Nate. <laughs> um, okay. So what are your guys' predictions for the Bears this year? Are they gonna Are they gonna finally beat the Packers? So this is right before the 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 Sunday night game is going to happen, um, which I fully expected the Bears to lose badly to the Niners, and I don't, they, which the first half looked like that was going to happen. Um, my prediction is uh, no faith in the Bears uh, against the <laughs> against the Packers on Sunday night. I know the Packers looked a little rough their week one, and I think they're going to take out all of their frustration and aggression on our boys. And um, I'll, I'll just I'll just wear it. But uh, yeah, I've been the faithless Bears fan in in Wisconsin for the last twelve years, so I am fully expecting texts from friends saying, "Hey, we beat you." So I have to say. Uh, and I'm going to say it's because I know Nate loves the show New Girl. Um, watched an episode yesterday and there was like a flash forward to what the future could be. And there was a kid in a Mitchell Trubisky jersey. The future. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know that episode. Yeah. Did not work out that way. Sorry, bud. No, no, no. <laughs> Well, hey, uh, as much as this is a ESPN Sport Talk Radio, um, I don't even know if I can say ESPN on this, but but there it goes. Um, 
So the last couple of years, Tyler, you've been on a little bit of a, of a health journey. I'm curious yep. what that has been like. I know that I've seen some of the stuff you've posted on, on Twitter and things about what that journey has looked like, but um, maybe just start us off and share like, Hey, what were you noticing about yourself that made you want to go on that journey? And, and what has that journey been like? Yeah, the journey goes back to uh, pre-2020 and 2019, um, where I personally was noticing some things inside of me that I was not proud of as far as a, a health um, aspect goes. Um, it was beginning to show itself just kind of in uh, some of my anxiety that was starting to creep back up. And I was working with a, a counselor about that. And then I was meeting with a spiritual coach at the time and he said, Hey, Tyler, um, he, he really helped me understand something I think we most intuitively know. And that is our mind, body, soul, and emotions is all interconnected. And so if something's going off, you know, emotionally, maybe something's going off physically. It, it, I mean, it all impacts one another. And during that time, I just began to notice I was sleeping in a lot more. I was missing out on key um, times with my kids, my wife, I was stress eating. Um, I, I was just really wasn't taking care of myself. And actually, you know, when I started popping the hood, it was impacting the way that I led others as well. And and so I, 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 I mean, I was probably an okay leader, um, but I wanted to be a really good leader to serve others as best as I could. And so uh, um, then COVID happened and just really rocked everybody's world, you know, and I think we we're all, you know, kind of dealing with that. And I realized I can't let my mental health go. Um, and I was realizing I need to, I need to figure this out. And so I started um, just really kind of thinking through, okay, how, how can I approach my health from a physical, mental, emotional uh, standpoint? And there was one key, John, just to kind of begin th th this whole journey that started a couple of years ago was I was preparing for a, a, a message that we gave here at the Ridge during a series called uh, um, Head Games. And uh, I was researching a message that we gave and it was this whole idea of like, hey, if you win what's going on in your mind, you're going to win what, everything else outside of you. And uh, I was looking at a message that uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle, who's a pastor out in um, Oklahoma, uh, he he gave, and he just said something that maybe wasn't his profound big idea of the message, but it was profound for me. And that was he was talking about our physical health versus our emotional health. And he said, you know, so often um, he said, when it, we approach our physical activity, um, working out is not just enough. It's what you put in your body that ultimately impacts your, you know, your physical health. And the same thing with our mental health, what we do with our mind, like, hey, I'm reading the Bible. Hey, I'm praying. Hey, I'm, you know, spending time with my wife. What we do with it is not enough. It's what we put into it as well. And for me, that was a game changer to focus on, hey, what am I doing for myself internally, both with my mind, the foods that I'm eating, the things that I'm consuming? Am I putting in enough healthy things inside of me that's leading to what I can look like health-wise on the outside? And so that really began uh, the journey for for me as far as pursuing overall health, and um, that 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 was a catalyst for that. That's good, Tyler. I think it's really cool that you connected like your health to your leadership and like those things that were going on in your life. Like, honestly, I feel like I fall in the category that a lot of us guys do where it's like, Oh, I feel weird. Like just going to walk it off. Like, you know, I'm just gonna like, Oh, who cares? I'm just gonna like, you know, have a beer and just like watch some TV and you know, whatever. Um, but I'm curious about like what it was 
when you were kind of having some of these things, what are some of these symptoms you noticed that kind of gave you that perspective of like, oh, maybe this is actually affecting me. Maybe this is actually something I should look a little bit more at and not just try to like sort of muscle through, you know? Yeah, great question, uh, Nate. Um, a couple of things that I began to notice that said, hey, I think these are overall warning signs and nothing I would say is, you know, like overall, hey, red, red alarms, like, hey, red alerts, like get that guy some help right now. But just some things that you know, I, I don't think are, are if they kept on being persistent, they, they would lead to larger term effects. And so a couple examples, I, I began to notice real quick, I would, uh, um, I, I was overly tired and, and just physically fatigued. And, and throughout the day, I would find myself like, hey, I, I, I got to plow through this next meeting. Let me just pound another cup of coffee and, and get through and just live off of that. If I was getting stressed, um, I would stress eat. And so I would just go and grab whatever, you know, thing of candy or dessert or whatever, you know, we could find, you know, and I know we work in the same special. So, yeah. There's, there's things like there. So I wasn't, I wasn't using, I was using food to de-stress and not thinking about how am I using this to naturally feel my, my body, um, sleeping in just constantly hitting the, the alarms. I do it a couple of times a week where I just realize, oh, hey, you know, I just sleep in. And next thing I know, it's an hour and a half, two hours later. Well, then it just sets your day later. And so that that's creating an impact um, for, from uh, all of that. And then um, irritability with my kids would, would be a, be another one where I'm just like, hey, I'm just, you know, I, I can be safer. I can let it all out a little bit more. And uh, just ultimately, hey, these are signs that if something doesn't change, um, it, it could maybe lead to longer term impacts or with them. You mentioned that it was kind of a conversation with with your counselor that kind of spurred on some of these things. For those that aren't seeing a counselor, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe was there would there be a question that you would ask yourself? Like if somebody's like listening right now, they're like, hmm, what what would be a good like litmus test? Be like, maybe I need to ask myself these hard questions to figure out where I'm at. I yeah, that's a great question, John. And I think um what what uh, what my coach did at this time, he was just beginning to kind of walk me through my day and kind of point out the stressors that I was carrying. And even to the point like, hey, am I feeling, you know, the stress in my back or the stress, you know, with my carrying in my head? And uh, what he was doing, he was calling out the obvious. So even as I'm walking through some of these um, things that I began to notice, you know, are, are you beginning to relate to those as well as, you know, are, are you, do you find a tendency to, to, you know, how are you handling stress? Are you dealing with it in a way that you would think is going to lead you to a better spot overall? And if not, um, or if it's going to take you down a path that you, you, you frankly don't want to go, I'd say that, hey, that's a, a, a signal to pay attention to and say, okay, what, what can we do to um, adjust that? Because we're all on a direction to somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, are we on the direction of where we want to go? Okay. So say somebody wants, they're like, okay, you know what? Maybe I've hit a couple of these things. Like, hmm. where do they get started? Like, maybe what what you wish you would have known when you got started? Yeah, most. So, to be candid, I, I've had a couple um, individuals over the last couple months ask me for help, and uh, and it start. Uh, th- these have been a number of guys, and it's been kind of like, hey, they pull me aside and say, hey, Tyler, you know. Um, and I'll just state the obvious one. One that um, some have noticed is my 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 body composure has changed, and so they're kind of going to me and saying, hey, how how do you lose all that weight? And, uh, and that's where they want to start. And, 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 you know, I get why they want to start there, but, um, 
to me, it's bigger than a weight loss journey or it's bigger than that. And I, I walk them through, well, who do you want to become? Because I'm not going to advocate a diet. I'm not going to advocate, hey, work out all the time and, and do all of this. But um, what I'm advocating for is pursuing health. Mm-hmm. And um, and so ultimately is, okay, who do you want to become? And, and why do you want to get healthy? Because health for health's sake I don't think is enough. And and Nate, you mentioned earlier was, hey, Tyler, you know, you talked about how, how it's uh, being um, a leadership, you know, and, and how is this impacting others? Like ultimately God created us uh, to to be like him and to, to have the impact that he has had. And so ultimately what that means is we have the responsibility to uh, take care of ourselves so that we can have the impact that he, he wants us. Mm-hmm. Um, for so uh, example of that, uh, John and Nate, that, that I, I was talking with a friend the other day, and he was using the the classic, I call it the classic self care argument, and it was the hey, you know, when you're in the airplane, and you know, and it's going down, and the oxygen masks are going down, and they all tell you you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, and then put it on your kid, <laughs> you know. I, I'm sure you guys have heard this argument. Oh yeah. And they said, you know, that that means. And he's using it as uh, I got to take care of myself, you know, and, and self-care. And, and he was referring to self-care as like self-fulfillment and his pleasure. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's a dangerous trap. And so I, I, I said, hey, why do you think that they say put it on yourself first? I don't know why. So then you have the ability to do it for the other person. Mm-hmm. Like we are we created for so much bigger than just ourselves. And so when we realize that self-care, yeah, we got to take care mm-hmm. for ourselves. Yeah, we got to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, we, we want to be healthy for someone else and to have the impact that God's called us to, to have. And, um, and and so ultimately, I'd start there. It's like, well, why do we want to do this? Why do we want to be healthy? Um, to lead more effectively at work, to, to be a better dad or a better uh, boyfriend or spouse, to be more present, um, to, to live out the impact and live out the purpose that we're called to. And so when we have that goal in mind, that makes the habits that lead to health um, a lot more motivating because if you're just to say, Hey, I'm just going to eat better and I can work out. If you don't have a goal for that or a purpose for it, it's not going to really lead anywhere. I feel like that, that whole point is like a, a big perspective shift because like a lot of people like to work out and like to do that almost as a, and they may not necessarily consciously be thinking of it, but almost as a self-serving type thing you know, Mm -hmm. to like achieve it for themselves, Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I, of course, I'm the music person here at the Ridge, like, (laughs) I'm not, I've never been like a huge athlete or anything like that. But even for me, it's a big perspective shift to think of where that motivation comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not easy, like, you know, being that person that's not always been in the gym and working really hard at that and all that like it's not easy to go Mm -hmm. from that place of you know being really you know stress eating or just not thinking of your physical fitness or whatever it might be everyone's in different places but there's a gap there right between that and between like being healthy and considering that and like I guess maybe what I'd like to maybe even hear you a little bit elaborate more on is like, do you see like, so there's this motivation to do it, but then also in the act of being healthy, do you see that as like maybe a way that you worship God or do you see that as a way that you can connect with God? And, you know, a number, a number of ways that I feel like um, 
this pursuit of help has allowed me to connect with God. I think that first, first of all, Nate would just be um, the overall part of our following Jesus is the stewardship of what he's entrusted us to. And we talk about that a lot, you know, with, Hey, you know, with finances, I'm going to trust God, you know, giving back to him and I want to steward and use what he's given me well. And that that's important. Same thing with time. Um, our, our bodies are right up there. And, uh, um, I know that if I'm feeling my best, I'm going to give and serve my best. And so that that's a part of a stewardship aspect of it. But then, um, uh, using the habits that I've been able to to do allows me to connect with God in a number of different ways. A um, couple examples. So my my exercise choice um, or physical fitness routine of choice, uh, apart from eating well, and I, you know we can talk, um, is through running. And I, and if you follow me on Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook, that probably wouldn't be a surprise for you. Um, I enjoy it, but um, if you enjoy something else, go for it. I, I would just encourage you to find an exercise that or a thing that you would do that you enjoy. Here, here's why I love it. It helps me connect with God. One, um, I have neighbors that enjoy it a lot and it allows me to connect with my neighbors. And some of the things we've talked about with investing in your one, I do that through that activity. And it's allowed me to really connect with my neighbors and, and spend time with them. Uh, two, um, I think as much as I talk about running, what I don't talk about as a lot is I love being outside. And there's just mm-hmm. something about being out in the dark in the morning and you see the sunrise come up and and it's like, God, you are so creative and God, you're so amazing. And, and that, that is so cool. Or if I'm, if I'm not with my friends and listening to podcasts or, you know, going back to, Hey, what are you filling your mind with? Um, filling it with other stuff that is thought provoking and, and, and growing me spiritually as well. So trying to use all of that time to develop those muscles in me before, um, I get back in time, you know, I get back early, take the kids to school and then come in and, and, uh, and work a full day. (laughs) That is so cool. I got I got like chills, honestly, when you were talking about like the morning and when it's dark and stuff like it's just crazy how that like totally shifts your perspective mm-hmm. and just like seeing God's beauty. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, I was really it, glad it, you continued that to go to the sunrise because I thought you were just excited to be out inside in the dark. And I was like, I don't yeah. know what's going, but <laughs> well, there, there, and there's a freeing aspect of it. And, and this is with running. I mean, and I know, you know, again, pick your exercise that, that does that with you. But for, for me, it's the, Hey, that's the outside piece of it. You see God's creativity. And then with that, I mean, why I choose like running over others is for me, I feel those personal mental health benefits just as much as those physical health benefits. And you're just feeling that activity of moving. And Tim Elmore, just uh, in, in his book on Generation Z, was talking about how Generation Z is the most anxious. And they're finding in schools that the schools that lead to more physical activity leads to less anxiety in wow. um, kids. And so he said, you know, just standing is better than sitting all day, walking. And so it doesn't even have to be running or basketball or whatever. Go for a walk. Do something. Some physical activity. We see a correlation to less anxiety just through some physical activity. Wow. Yeah, you mentioned how um, kind of all these things are interconnected, like all these different mm-hmm. parts of health are interconnected. And I think we like to compartmentalize, you know, mm-hmm. and say, well, I'm healthy over here, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I got this going, going well. And it's like, well, eventually it's going to kind of bleed into each other. What are, outside of the physical things, what are some things that you've, like maybe habits you've created to kind of like start getting healthy outside of just physical? Yeah, outside of just physical, you, I think when you learn some things in one area, it do, does carry over. So for for me, um, I have a very similar routine in the morning that that leads to overall health because of the commitment to do this. And so what does that look like? 
uh, getting up early and spending that time with God. So before you hit that morning run, like, hey, we we have that that spiritual discipline because that's more important. So we're setting that up. And then we we move into the physical activity and then you go into to the work activity. And so what I've learned, John, as far as, hey, if you're going to pursue this, you have to be disciplined to schedule it. Um, otherwise, it's it's not just going to happen. And uh, a friend of mine who's crazy, and I say crazy because he he signed up for a 200 mile race. He was and <laughs> and he and uh, and he goes that does qualify. He, yes, that qualifies. Dude. He's a great dude. And uh, and what he and he he says the same thing. He's like, hey, if your priorities are God first, then family, you know, and then this, and you got work. He's like, you got you have to do some before and some after. So. Um, and so I'm not sacrificing family time by being out on, on the trails, you know, while they're all there all day, you know, I, I want to get that done early and my time with God's going to come before that. And then I still want to be my best at work and then be my best at home and, and just give my best self for those at, at that time. So I, I don't want to have those rob one another. And what that leads is to overall, um, I think better relational health because my family sees I'm making that time for them, but I'm also still making the time to take care of myself. And that that's been inspiring them to take care of themselves as well. I'm, I'm hearing you say like, you have a very clear set of priorities. Like, you know, like you, like you've created your set of priorities that you're going to like, no, these things need to be like the guiding things. And like, Part of that's the motivation, but part of that's too is having a clear like I'm not going to let this thing take away from this thing. I'm not going to let this thing take away from this thing. Is that a fair assessment? It may be fair that I I, I may be accused of saying this a couple times around the office. Everything you say yes to is a no to something else. Um, and so we want to be clear on what our yeses are and what are we our nos are because of of those clear priorities. And so yeah, if you were asking me what what are my priorities, um, it's it, I, I hope. I hope others can accuse me of the same thing. It's, uh, you know, I, I want to pursue, you know, my relationship with God first, my family, um, our ministry, and uh, and then our friendships. And and that's uh, that's the order that that I'm looking at is trying to pursue. And obviously, with that, the health, the health sustains all of that. Like we have to have that in there so that you can be your best for all of them. Hmm. So, Tyler, which which area do you feel like has been the hardest for you to maintain? In terms for health, uh, for me, the longest, most difficult one, I think, is that the anxiety sometimes still likes to rear its ugly head. And so then mm-hmm. I just have to go through some mental exercises to say, okay, you know, you know, what am I really afraid of? Why? And uh, what is handing that over to God really look like? Um, I'd say early on, um, eating healthier for me was a challenge and just realizing some of the habits that I would have. And just even honestly, man, it was a prayer of, Hey God, I I realized sometimes I struggle with this. Um, I need you to give me self-control. And so would you just produce that part of your fruit, you know, in in me um, to, to work, to work through that. And so that, that's been, that's been helpful. Yeah. That's good. I'm just curious. Do you have like a few, just like maybe four or five, just really practical things that you would recommend? Hey, you know what? Here are just a few things that anybody could apply to just like try to get healthier. In terms of physical health or or anything? Maybe a grab bag. Because I know, I know I've seen some of the mm-hmm. stuff that you've had on Twitter of like, oh, here are a few physical things. Here are a few like stuff about reading a book or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I, I've... uh 
what I started doing, John, on my Twitter is just starting to share some things that I've been commonly talking about with friends who've been pulling me aside and asking me about this. It's been kind of those private, you know, text messages like, hey, can you know help me with this? And, and a couple of things that um, I, I mentioned earlier, hey, this is this is a healthy, th this is a lifestyle choice. Um, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not an extra. I'm, I'm, I'm none of that. But he, here's here's what I've learned along the way. Um, first, we have to start with, well, who do we want to become? What, what's our real reason for why we want to do this? And then that leads to the practical steps. Um, I mentioned earlier from uh, Craig Rochelle, hey, what we put in our mind and our body matters. It matters. And ultimately, for, for me, with what I was realizing, the majority of what I'm eating and the majority of what we are sold and fed as an American culture does not fuel our bodies in a way that is healthy, which means it's going to have to require some thought and some work as to what is, is what we're feeding ourselves. Is it pleasure or is it nourishment? And that and that's that's a hard thing to wrestle with. And and so uh, especially and I know many and I, I have some Twitter followers that I know have a hard relationship with food and and, and it, it it's hard. I don't want to be a diet restrictive. I, I'm not that at all. And so I preface that with a couple of habits that have helped me well. Um, mm -hmm. One is I track everything. Um, and it's not a, hey, calorie restrictor. Uh, it's, to me, I count calories and I count what I'm eating and I track it just like I would track what am I spending my money on? Because if you don't know where it's going, you don't know where it's going. And yeah. so um, I track meals based off of a calorie intake goal to make sure that I'm eating enough to maintain the running that I'm doing and that I'm eating the right types of food. Um, so I encourage people just, just track to see what type of picture, like, hey, if I'm not feeling well, well, how much soda did you drink yesterday? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's impacting that. Uh, so track everything too. I, I, with that, I follow what's called the 80-20 rule. And uh, by 80-20, here, here's what I would encourage you to do, John. 80% of the food that you eat in a day, let it be a nourishing food. Um, let it be healthy fruits, veggies, good proteins, stuff, uh, a bunch of water, you know, make sure that it's doing, but then, I am an anti like restriction guy, which is kind of a weird thing that to <laughs> say anyways. Yeah, yeah. But but restriction, <laughs> you know, reason, like, right? I, I talk to people and say, man, I'm cutting out sugar, you know, for the next two weeks. Well, what happens? They go in a sugar bend and all the progress they made is is lost. And so, you know, the 20%, let that be a beer with the guys. Let that, you know, be a cookout or a, you know, a trip to the Wisconsin State Fair or whatnot, you know, and and uh and don't call it the cheat meal, you know, because then that that's like, oh hey, you know, like. No, just admit that that's something that that's a part of our lifestyle. You know, we'll we'll enjoy it, but let it be maybe a, a slice of of what mm -hmm. that is. And so that's what I call is the the eighty twenty rule. Um, the third thing I encourage everyone to do: find an exercise that is helpful for you that that gets your body moving. I found running, um, but uh, others, I mean, you know, it could be weightlifting at the gym with the guys or swimming or whatever that is. Um, and then uh, Johnny mentioned the, the learning habit. Um, goes back to my scheduling the time schedule what's important. And so um, what I encourage some people for leadership development, don't say I'm going to read a book this month, because that's not on your schedule. Schedule, let's start with a minimum four days a week, 15 minutes a day, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And, uh, and see, see how far you get. Same thing with exercise. Don't say, man, I'm going to go bench press 200 pounds, because I don't know what that is. I, I can't do that. Um, but uh, you know what? Um, you can set a timer to lift for 30 minutes. 
mm. or do, you know, some body stuff, you know, so just schedule that time and accomplish that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so during the week, uh, John, for let's take my running, for example, I don't say, Hey, I'm going to run eight miles tomorrow. Um, I'm going to have a 60 minute easy run tomorrow, or, you know, we're going to have 45 minutes going up and down the hill, you know, just schedule the time and what you get done in that time, you get done in that time. And, and, and you base, base that. So that's, uh, um, knowing your time and your calendar, I think is very, very important because when we know how much time we have left, we make the most out of that time that, that we're, that we're using it for. Hmm. Dude, I love how practical that is. And I think that scheduling principle can be applied to so many other things as well. Like, even if it's like a prayer time or Bible time, I'm scheduling it. So I'm not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's, I don't want to, it's a very clear goal, very attainable, um, to schedule out a part of your day to do certain activities that are going to be just healthier for you. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, we don't just accidentally get healthy. You know, you just don't, act, you know, mm-hmm. I think someone wants you know, sicknesses are contagious. Health isn't. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, so what does that mean? Okay. You know, we're, we're probably not just going to go get sick all the time, but I mean, we want to just go ahead and take care of ourselves. And it might be an investment. My wife and I were starting to talk about this, like, Hey, how much do we want to spend on running shoes? How much do we want to spend on a gym membership? All of that stuff, which there, there, there's a cost to it. Yeah. Um, um, what we decided was, hey, there's a cost for unhealth as well. And mm-hmm. so we, what we've said is we would rather spend that money on the front end and spend some of that investment, um, which yeah. is going to be less overall, and say we'd rather pursue this type of health rather than um uh, others, which, which I mean, it, the, the other no's that we've said make, make up for it. So like, we're like, hey, we want to cook well. Okay, that's going to be maybe less nights out, but we get to involve our kids in the process to cook well together. And uh, and my wife is amazing and somehow like gets great food in our house on a set budget and is <laughs> and, and we're healthy and and she does things that I'm like, okay, you you figured it out. You know, we're well done. Way to go. You know, so yeah. with two kids and all that in the house. Dude, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Thanks so much for for sharing this stuff with us. Well, thank you, man. I hope it's helpful and, and I hope it inspires people to not just get healthy for health's sake. Um, I mean, that's okay, but but why do we want to do it? Because I, I think God has called us all to make an impact. God has called us all to make a difference and we can be the, make the biggest difference and the biggest impact um, by being the best version of ourselves. And that's why I want people to get healthy is so that they can be at their best um, for whoever and whatever needs them to be. Dude, that's so well said. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you, Nate. Welcome to the podcast. Excited to have you guys co-hosting and thanks for having me on. Well, that was an eight nice conversation with Tyler and Nate. I'm curious, like you're hearing that, and do you have any kind of takeaways that kind of jump out at you right away? Yeah, I mean, Tyler just shared some really cool stuff, like some real stuff that really resonated with me, um, and just that question of how am I handling stress? Like asking myself that question, I feel like kind of forces me to maybe acknowledge ways that I am handling it that maybe are are not healthy, you know? And um, so I like, I took that away as a great question to just be asking myself, particularly when I'm feeling really stressed. It's like, Hey, how am I handling this? And then of course that could potentially lead me to like create some of those good habits that he was talking about, you know? I think that's, I think that's really good. I think 
the one of the hard things about healthiness is sometimes when you are unhealthy in certain areas, it's hard to recognize that unless you kind of like consciously go after it or try to identify like, hey, how am I doing here? Um, we I don't think we come with. Well, I'd like it to running out of gas, right? Like mm -hmm. we don't have a gauge, um, but we know when all of a sudden we run out of gas. Right. Um, and so what are ways that you can, we can create to like, I don't know, figure out where we are as far as the, the gas meter and kind of figure out what we need to do. I, I'm curious. I really appreciated kind of just how he laid some things that he laid out, kind of how they kind of fit holistically together, like figuring out your priorities and who you want to be and how yeah. both of those like things lead to motivation to do these things. Mm -hmm. Um, where it's kind of like a holistic approach to health versus a kind of, uh, kind of being a prisoner of the moment and being like, Oh, I want to go after this bright, shiny health goal after this bright, right. shiny health goal. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. yeah. I, and like, I think that was like actually a really freeing part of it too, because you know, I, I think it could become like a stressful thing in and of itself to try to be healthy. If like you weren't viewing it in that way of, you know, like Tyler was saying that he literally just thought through like, okay, what do I enjoy? You know, like in, at least in regards to physical activity, he was like, okay, I like running and maybe I'll do that, you know? Um, you know, so everybody, you know, likes potentially different kinds of activity that they could get into, whether it be hiking or a certain kind of sport or, you know, um, and then even with like food and stuff too, like, you know, there's options, like we're lucky to be, we're blessed to be in a culture that like, we do have those options and stuff. So yeah. I try to see it in sort of that freeing, like you said, holistic way where it, it's more like, Hey, how can I make this possible for my life? How does this make sense for my life? You know? Yeah. I think, and I think kind of walking away as we wrap up, probably the one thing I would say recommend to anybody. And I think you probably agree with this, Nate, is just like, take, take one thing from what Tyler talked about and try to apply it, you know? And if, yeah. and if, and if that thing isn't yet who you want to be, you know, if it isn't like a, like a becoming healthier goal, like then maybe that's, maybe that's the thing. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah totally. Well, awesome. Thanks, Nate. Thanks for hey, thanks for this uh this maiden voyage of co-hosting. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know fun. it kind of uh I'll it kind of tailed off there at the end as you kind of had some technical difficulties, but glad to be able to get that righted in. Uh thank you all listeners for for bearing with us as we're kind of figuring <laughs> that all this thing out. And yeah, hopefully you had as much fun as I did because this is a blast. So sure did. <laughs> well anyway thank you thanks everyone so much for listening to the ridge podcast and uh, make sure to follow and subscribe so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations